Finally Enough is dedicated to cultivating a new way of living, going from busyness, achievement, stress, resentment, and perfectionism to stillness, flow, purpose, and peace. Here, soak up the beautiful truth that you don't have to strive to become enough. Instead, practice recognizing that you already are. Hello, and welcome back to Finally Enough. I'm your host, Anna Wickham, and if you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, you're returning, welcome back. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I'm Anna Wickham, and I help people overcome emptiness, anxiety, and feeling unsafe in their own bodies through trauma healing and spirituality. We also talk a lot on this podcast about that busy lifestyle that so many of us live that seems to be the norm, but yet at the end of the day, we feel like we're just running, running, running toward what? And some of us are gathering the courage and the wisdom somehow, we, we don't even know how much of the time, to pause. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I want to share with you a metaphor that has come to my mind a lot over the last couple of years that I feel like was just given to me that helps me whenever I'm in that go, 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 busy, busy, busy mentality. And um, yeah, so I want to talk about that and talk a little bit about living in flow, just living in the way things are, acceptance of the way things are. It's been a little bit since I've recorded. I started a new job uh, a few months ago, and I've also been going through IVF at the same time, and so it's really been a lot going on, and I know that so many of you can relate to feeling like you're juggling so many balls and feeling like uh, so many people relate to the term survival mode. And we talk about that in terms of trauma healing because uh, with our, our central nervous system and just being in survival mode state because our bodies never resolved the traumas of the things that have happened in the past. But We also talk about survival mode in terms of just there are times in our lives where we are, it's all we can do to just make it through. And we can set boundaries and, you know, we can remove the things from our lives that are too much, that are adding unnecessary chaos. But there are times in our lives when life is just a lot. And so I know many of you have been in that place. And so that's kind of why I want to talk about this topic today. So the metaphor that I'm talking about. So this came to me the first time a few years ago. And what I do when I'm, when I'm afraid, when I'm feeling fear, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm in that survival mode place where I'm just go, 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 do more, do more, do more, do more. And so many, so much of our society is about that nowadays. Just do more, do more. You need to be doing more. And whether that's performance, achieving, doing more at work, doing more at home, but also just filling up our calendars with stuff and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And often we put that on ourselves. We, it makes us feel like we have control in our lives to be doing something about it. Um, 
Don't just stand there, do something. Um, But what we find, many of us, when we get going, we start doing things. And okay, that worked pretty well. Let me do something more. Okay, let me do something else. All right, things are rolling, things are rolling. So we start to go faster. And for me, at first, this feels exhilarating. It feels, I think the reason it feels exhilarating is because I feel like I have everything under control, right? It's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, look at me controlling this, controlling that. And of course, the control is just an illusion, right? Just because we act and things go our way, there's only so much that's within our control. And it's often a lot less than we would be comfortable with if we were really seeing things for how they are. But we don't really want to see things for how they are because that's um, then we would, we would really see how little we have control over. So, so we're doing more and we're doing more and things seem to be going our way. We seem to have control over things. So, so we start to move faster and faster. And actually you're getting a two for one with this metaphor. So this isn't even the metaphor I'm talking about, but, um, the metaphor on the way to the metaphor is it's like you're driving in a fast car and you're going faster and faster and it feels good. You feel in control and you feel like you're going fast and you feel like you're in control. I think that's a huge part. I'm not into driving fast cars or anything like that, like race cars or anything, but I can imagine that would be part of the rush. Going really fast and being in control, kind of feeling powerful, right? Making things happen. That's what we want to do. But then for me, it starts to feel um, uncomfortable. It starts to feel as if I'm going faster and faster and faster and faster and things become out of my control at that point. And I become out of my control at that point because to stop would be to sit with the discomfort of acknowledging that I don't have control over everything that's going on or that I don't have nearly as much control as I would like or that I think I would. And so stopping becomes terrifying at that point. You're going faster and faster and faster. And at first you're having fun, but it's almost like you've got the gas pushed all the way down. And now the car is getting out of your control and it feels scary and it's going too fast. But at this point you're going so fast, you almost like don't know how to get it back in your control again. So that's what it feels like for me. And that's when the anxiety starts coming in, the overwhelm and the disconnection from my center, the disconnection from a life of peace. And so then I want things to slow down and, but I don't really know how to do that. I'm afraid of slowing down. I'm afraid of what will happen. Okay. We're going to do a third metaphor here. (laughs) Okay, this is the second one. We're on our way to the third one. But this metaphor is it's like you're juggling. Literally, you're a juggler and you're juggling so many things. And if you stop, everything's going to fall or spinning plates. Okay, metaphor number three. All right, so many metaphors. But it's like you're spinning. You've got so many plates spinning. And if you stop running around to this post, post number one, and there's a plate on top of the post and it's spinning. And then you go to post number two and you got to spin it and three and you got to spin it and four and you got to spin it. And you're afraid that if you stop running around to all these posts and spinning them, then all the plates will come crashing down. Have you ever been in that situation? So I have, I have an answer for you here. And um, this is what has come to me 
over the last few years when I have found myself repeatedly in the situation and I still find myself in the situation now not nearly as much as I used to and I swear to you I was in a perpetual plate spinning state for years of my life without stopping and many people have have been in that situation maybe you feel that way as well many people have never stopped spinning the plates ever and many many people sadly never will i'm not saying there's not ev- that you can always there's always hope you can always choose a different approach but many people will not choose that approach but you're listening to the sound of my voice you are here because you are pursuing a life of peace not necessarily a life of busyness not a life of excitement or just doing more but actually maybe a life of doing less and so Here's where we get to the metaphor that I've been talking about this whole time. And that metaphor is to stop moving forward. Now, let hear me out. Let me explain. So whenever I'm spinning all these plates, whenever I feel like I have control, I feel like I am getting ahead of God. So when I walk with God, I'm paying attention to where God is walking. So imagine... You know what comes to my mind is that, do you guys remember footprints in the sand? Okay, this is not the metaphor, again, but just randomly, if you grew up in the 90s, you probably remember footprints in the sand. And for those of you who don't, I swear to you guys, I come up with the randomest stuff when I'm recording this podcast, and that's why half the time I'm like unprepared with the things I'm talking about because I was not planning on talking about that at all, okay? This is one of those times, so hopefully I don't mess it up, but as always, if I do, I will (laughs) correct it in the show notes so you can check it there. But anyway, footprints in the sand. For those of you who did not grow up in the 90s or, um, you know... I don't know, didn't, didn't grow up in a Christian home. Maybe that's what it was. Like you have to be really like evangelical Christian in the nineties. Like I was. So allow me to botch this, uh, the footprints in the sand, but footprints in the sand, there's two, two pairs of footprints, two pairs of footprints walking along the sand and something about like looking down from heaven. I don't know. Someone's looking down on the footprints in the sand and asking God, at one point, the footprints in the sand go from one, uh, go from two pairs of footprints to one pair of footprints. And then that person I think is in heaven and asking God, what, uh, what happened? There's only one pair of footprints at this point. It used to be two. And then at this point it goes to one. And God says, that's when I was carrying you. So it's a little cheesy and this is not the metaphor again, but it's kind of like that. So picture God and you walking side by side. So two pairs of footprints in the sand, if you will. But you guys are walking wherever you're walking. And when I'm walking with God, I am paying attention. I look to God before I determine where to go. I don't run ahead of God. Why would I do that? Because God is God. God know, and you know, maybe you're not comfortable with the word God, source, the universe, higher power, whatever you want to call it, um, spirit. So I look to spirit because I know that spirit knows best. Okay. And so I'm not going to make hang a right turn all of my own volition. This is when I'm centered. When I am trust at that place of trust, that place of center, when I'm not feeling overwhelmed, not in survival mode, when I'm trusting 
and my spirit is at rest, then I'm walking with God and I'm not going faster than God um, because I trust God, okay? But when I start getting feeling like my will and my plans are better than God's plans or that I want my plans even if those plans aren't what's meant to be or or, the, or what is. I'm going to make things happen, which means I'm not comfortable with the way things are. I need to make things happen. And this doesn't mean that we don't make things happen in this life. Um, maybe I'll get to that in a second. But what I do when I start to get a little cocky and I start to think that I know what's best, and I don't think these things consciously either. Just letting you know, like, it's not like a conscious, <laughs> I think I know what's best. I don't think I need to pay attention to my higher power. It's not conscious at all. That's why it's so sneaky and it sneaks up so quickly like that. It's because it's not conscious. It's very like subconscious. I just kind of start going my own way. And if I was paying attention, which I'm not usually at that point, but if I was, uh, here's how I would know. You might be like, okay, how do you know? If you're not deliberately going a different direction than your higher power, then how do you know that you're off track? Let me tell you how you know. You feel icky inside. You feel like I feel, I feel physical kind of pain in my chest. Not like I'm having a heart attack or something, but just like a, a physical discomfort in my chest and in my gut, in my stomach. My body doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel free. Things feel restrictive. I have a negative mindset about other people. I'm thinking the worst in other people. I'm judging other people instead of seeing the good in them, instead of recognizing that we are all the same and that nothing is personal and that it's it's not about their personality or about these specific circumstances that are going on. And so I get wrapped up in circumstances. I get wrapped up in pettiness. I get wrapped up in negativity, seeing things in a negative way. Um, and I feel just icky in my body. I don't feel free. I'm super living in the future, super living in the past, not living in the present. All of those are signs to me that I am going in the wrong direction. And you might wonder if it feels so bad. And also things are not working in my life as well. So not only do I not feel good, but things are not in a state of flow. Things are not happening easily. Everything is a, is a, a job. Everything is a task. Everything is hard. That's when I know I'm on the wrong track. So you might wonder, wow, that sounds terrible. Why would you keep doing that if you know there's a better way? And that's a very good question. Why do we do this when we know there's a better way? And it's because, it's because I want things to go a certain way. It's usually because I'm attached to an outcome. I'm attached to an outcome. For example, with IVF, it's not God, let your will be done on my family and what happens with my family and when it happens. It's no, I want to get pregnant when I do this procedure. I want this outcome. I don't care what your will is. I want this outcome. And so that's why it's, that's why we would live in that way because to live in the way of flow there is a little catch and that catch is we have to detach 
We have to let go of controlling the outcome. Now, ultimately, it's not a catch at all. And that's what you've heard me talk before about A Course in Miracles, the spirit, the sacred text that I read just about every day. And it actually talks about this in A Course in Miracles. It talks about how we believe there's so much sacrifice involved with aligning with God and that the irony is that there's no sacrifice at all because we only want these outcomes because we think that they will give us happiness and peace. But what if we don't need those outcomes for happiness and peace and we can have happiness and peace today without having that outcome? Now, it doesn't mean that we stop wanting it. Like with IVF or with finding a partner or having enough to buy that house or having a health concern resolved um, or, or some kind of worry with someone we love. Okay, it doesn't mean that we don't want those things. You don't have to give up wanting those things, but we have to be willing to give up attachment to those things and understand, really come to this place. Like I've talked about in episode one, which by the way, if you haven't listened to episode one of this podcast, you've got to go back and listen to it. If you're liking what you're hearing right now, cause it's, it's along some similar lines. Um, and in that podcast, I talk about the hymn, it is well with my soul. And it goes, I'm just going to say it again because it's so good. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And that's the place we get, we get to. And so, okay, let me get back on track with the metaphor here that I've been talking about for like, 15 minutes now. Okay. So back to the footprints in the sand situation. We are walking along with God at some point unconsciously, not deliberately, not because we're masochists and not because we, we hate God or anything like that, but because it's human nature. All right. Don't be hard on yourself. It's human nature. We wander off because we start to feel a little heady. We start to feel a little bit, Ooh, I kind of got some control here. And I like it. (laughs) And so we start to wander off and we start to get ahead of God because God was not freaking going fast enough for us. And what I mean when I say that is reality is not going fast enough for us. And maybe that's a more relatable way of talking about it. Reality isn't going as fast enough for us. And how many of us have felt that way? Man, I'm not getting this job fast enough. I'm not getting this baby fast enough, like in my case. I'm not getting this, I'm not finding a partner fast enough. I'm not getting what I deserve fast enough. Um, I'm not getting, you know, all the different things that we think are not, it's happening in God's time, right? But it's not happening in our time. So we start to get ahead of God and we start to go on ahead. Imagine you're walking on a really long beach and God's going pretty slow, a little too slow for your taste. And so you start to move ahead and it feels pretty damn good for a while. And then just like with our our foot on the gas pedal, we start to feel overwhelmed because we've, we've decided to control everything ourselves. And God's like, great, you have fun with that. See how that feels for you. And at first we like it. And after a while, we freaking don't. Because guess what? When we do everything, 
we have to do everything. <laughs> the good news is we're doing everything. The bad news the is the worst news is we're doing everything. And so what I do in this case is I stop. I stop and I let God catch up to me. That's it. So let me explain. I see that God is behind me, but instead of moving backwards or continuing to move forward or to try to, no, I just stop. And what that means in the context of our lives, because I know you're thinking, well, I can't stop work going to work. I can't stop t- feeding my children, <laughs> taking care of them. I can't stop like taking showers. Yeah, I'm not asking you to stop those things, but stop the controlling. Stop all the things that you don't need to be doing. You can, you can go back to them later. I'm not asking you to stop forever. But just stop. Those plans that you have next week, you know, maybe cancel some of those plans. This is not forever. This is just right now because you're feeling overwhelmed, because you're in survival mode, because you're feeling super anxious and it doesn't feel good. And the only way is to stop. And so let me give you a little example of kind of what this looks like in reality. Um, Well, I'll do that in a second. But yeah, so I just stop. And what this usually feels like for me is I feel literally, I didn't realize how tense all my muscles are whenever this happens to me, which happens to me regularly, okay? Then I just... When I say, look, I'm just going to stop. I've gotten ahead of God and things are not going well. I thought I had it under control and now my life is chaos again. It's okay. So don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself. That's not going to make things better and it's not going to help. All you have to do is stop. And so when I do that, I usually can feel, I can actually feel it right now. I can, I feel my muscles relax and I didn't even know that all my muscles were tense. My face muscles were tense. Let's just do a little bit of it right now. If you're willing to kind of stop, if you recognize you've gotten ahead of God, if you're willing to stop with me, let's just stop and relax your forehead. Relax the muscles around your lips and around the corners of your mouth. Relax your jaw. Relax your neck, relax your shoulders, relax your arms, your upper arms, your forearms, your hands, fingers, your rib cage, relax your rib cage, relax your belly, your pelvis your thighs, your calves, your ankles, your feet, balls of your feet, your toes. Now take a deep breath and let it out. How did that feel? Isn't it crazy how our muscles are tense And we don't even realize it. And that is us grasping for control. 
So when I stop, I cancel extraneous plans. I let go of feeling like I need to entertain and be around other people. I go into my literal walk-in closet and I, I, I lay down, maybe set a timer for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or even five minutes, whatever you have, and just listen to myself breathe and just let go of those tasks that I think are um, holding the whole world together and recognize that they're not we think that they are, and it gives us a feeling of control, but God never intended us to be in control, and God never intended us to have that much pressure on us. We put that pressure on ourselves. <sighs> also reminds me, you know, I just have an evangelical Christian upbringing, and so um, this is just like the things that come to my mind when I'm talking about this. And this is for those of you who are new here, I'm no longer an evangelical Christian, but I really believe that all of the religious traditions have wisdom to share with us. All of them were developed over time, you know, through, through channeling. I mean, through real wisdom from God, um, and different cultures and different perspectives to help us deal with these universal facts of life. Okay. So I'm getting off topic on that, but anyway, um, it reminds me of when the Bible says, cast your burdens on Jesus. It's kind of like that. Um, so one time I, here's kind of a, an example of what this means when I say stop and just let God catch up to you. So yeah, that's to finish. That's the whole metaphor. Stop, let God catch up to you. And you will know when to move again. You will know when it's time to start walking forward. You're not going to stop forever. You're just going to stop long enough for you to merge back into the flow, which is like a, imagine like a river of reality, of accepting what is instead of going off and trying to make things happen for yourself and putting all that pressure on yourself in the meantime. So here is an example of how this worked for me one time. I get real stressed out when I need to go out of town, especially when I'm working and I've got to, yeah, I've got to like work, work, work. And then I've also got to get ready for a trip. And so, you know, you finish working on like a Wednesday evening, and then you go catch a plane Wednesday night, that kind of thing. And so maybe you've been there before, and then you're going to be gone Wednesday night and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you get back Sunday night. It's like kind of stressful for me. It really, I've noticed it really kind of triggers me. It really triggers this, this need to control this acceleration, going fast, getting ahead of God. Cause I feel like I've got to think of everything. Cause I'm going to be gone and what, blah, blah, blah. So one time, I was going to a wedding, a friend's wedding, and I was going to be out of town for several days. And I was in this exact situation where I needed to go to work and also get ready for this trip and like make sure check in for the flight and make sure you have everything, all this stuff. What am I going to wear? Blah, blah, blah. Is it clean? Got to do laundry. Ugh, all that stuff. And I started getting so accelerating so fast, spinning so many plates. I was feeling so overwhelmed and anxious that I just like was struggling to breathe. And I was talking to a mentor. Um, I was talking to my mentor and I realized that I was in the state 
And so after I got off the phone with her, I sat down on the couch. Now, I felt like I did not have time to sit down on the couch. That was the whole premise of the whole week, that there was no time to relax. I had to do the laundry. I had to fold the laundry. I had to clean the kitchen before we left, all this stuff. And I just collapsed onto the couch and I did nothing there for like 30 minutes or an hour. And often when I do that, so that was me stopping even though it's kind of interesting because we feel like we have all these obligations and all these things to do. But what's funny is that time is not such a solid thing as we make it out to be. And so suddenly I did have time to sit on the couch for an hour, even though if you'd asked me the hour before that, I would have told you that of course I did not have that time. It was just a like logical fact. And it turns out I did have that time. And so that's a good example of how oftentimes you're like, well, I have all these things I need to do. I have these obligations. Life doesn't stop moving. I got to still work. I got to do. Yeah, we do. But sometimes we have more time than we feel like we do. So I just collapsed on the couch. And I just was like, I give up. That's another one that I think of. I think of that song by Ingrid Michaelson called I'm, it's just, I'm giving up. And that's literally how I feel. I'm just, you know what? I give up. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, um, I can't control all the things. I give up. And as soon as we give up, God is like, thank God I've been waiting for this. Can you please let me back in the driver's seat again? Um, and I will take care of you. And we're like, oh, fine. Okay. Only because I cannot do it myself anymore. And oftentimes when I do that, when I collapse, when I give up, I start crying. And it's because my inner child was so distressed that whole time. And I was not willing to listen to her. That whole time, my inner child was saying, Anna, can we take a break? I'm tired. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I say, shh, not now, not now. We have things to do. You can rest when we get to the destination. You can rest later. You can rest next month. You can rest after the paycheck comes in. You can rest whatever deadline we think that we can rest then. And then our inner child's like, okay, okay. Oh gosh, this just makes me want to cry hearing it because we really, we would never treat a child like that. And yet we treat our inner child like that, don't we? You know, I do it too. And then our inner child comes back and is just kind of tugging at our the hem of our shirt all down there low, you know, because she's real small. And then she says, hey, 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 Anna, I'm really tired. Can we please take a break? Just a little one. And I'm sure. And then we can get back to work after that. And we say, nope, got to go. There's not enough time. We got to get ready for the trip or we got to do this. We got to take care of the people. We got to spin the plates. Otherwise everything will fall apart. And then what will happen? And our inner child's like, okay. So it's when I finally give up and let go and stop walking ahead of God and just stop and let God catch up and let God back in the lead. And when I stop, I usually burst into tears, usually, like almost always when I get to that place because my inner child is like, oh, thank God we've stopped. And my inner child is also like in tears 
because I've been ignoring her all this time. She needed me and I wasn't paying attention because I was so, and it wasn't because I was such a commanding, domineering, control freak, angry, blah, blah, blah. No, think about it with compassion and with empathy. You weren't those things. You know what you were? You were afraid. That's all. You were afraid that it wasn't going to get done. You were afraid that things weren't going to be okay. You were afraid it would all fall apart. You were afraid other people would be depending on you and that they wouldn't have what they needed. I get that. But you have limitations. You are a human. You're not God. Sometimes when we don't get what we want, it is a beautiful gift. And this happened to me last week because I was meant to have an IVF transfer last week, uh, which is where they put the embryo in the uterus and they say, okay, you might could get pregnant. You also might could not get pregnant, but anyway, and the, obviously I've been waiting for this. I've had procedures up to this point and been waiting for this and the procedure. And I was not open to my higher powers plan with this. I was not saying, God, whatever your will is, I accept that. Whatever happens, I know that you're with me. Whatever happens, I trust your timing. That was not the state I was in, girl and guys, okay? (laughs) That was not it. Not it, okay? So you are not the only one who says, no, I want it this way. I've been waiting for this. I deserve this. I earned this. I've been patient long enough. I need this to happen and I want this to happen. This is attachment. This is attachment in the the Buddhist tradition of attachment to the things that we want. And the Buddhists say that attachment is the, the root of all suffering. Desire is the root of all suffering. So I was spinning plates like galore. I'm in this new job. I'm still, I'm trying to make a good impression. And again, I was not letting that go either. I was like, I've got to control what everyone thinks about me. I've got to do a great job. I've got to be perfect. And I've also got to do all these IVF medication things that I do every day and all these appointments I was going to. And man, was I spinning plates and I was feeling pretty good about how good I was at spinning plates. Okay. We've all, we've all been there. And um, then I go to my appointment and they say that we cannot do the transfer this month. The transfer has been canceled or postponed anyway, because uh, things are not looking, my, my levels, hormone levels, all the, all those things are not where they should be. So we got to scrap the month and start over. And oh, that was a punch in the gut for sure. Life is full of disappointments like that and things not going our way. But here's what miraculously happened to me. It's wild. What happened was I experienced a peace, as the Christians say, that surpasses all understanding. Maybe other people say that besides Christians. Certainly the notion is not Christian. The notion is universal and all of the religions and belief systems of the world have this notion of 
peace that surpasses all understanding. That is when we're in the center. I've also been reading Tao Te Ching lately, obsessed with it at the moment, and it talks about the Tao Te Ching. The Tao is the way. And that is when we're living in the center, when we're living in the way, then we have that peace that surpasses all understanding. So back to the IVF story. So I was gutted, disappointed, but miraculously, I also felt unbelievable peace that I had not experienced in weeks and weeks and weeks. Peace. And the reason why was because I thought I had it all under control. I thought all my actions were what was making things happen. And when all my trying, all my perfectionism, boy, was I doing things perfectly or so I thought. And for all my trying and all my perfecting, guess what? It didn't affect the outcome. I couldn't be perfect enough to control the things that were outside of my control. And it took so much pressure off of me. I was like, wow, no matter what I do, some things are still out of my control. And that means the pressure's off. That means I do my best and it's not up to me. It's up to God. And that was when I stopped. I stopped my, my long walk on the beach, the super long shore of the beach, where I had gotten far ahead of God, so far ahead of God that I could barely see God back there. I looked behind me and I'm like, oh, God's like a little speck. <laughs> like that was how far ahead I'd gotten. And I just stopped. And when I stop, I... I let go. I relax my muscles and my body. And I also, I also lay low. I, I stop trying to find my purpose. I stop trying to find fulfillment. I stop trying even to find balance. I stop trying to work out three to five times a week and all the stupid things. I stop whatever things that I, whatever plate I was spinning, I stopped doing them. And so during this time when you're stopping, why don't you curl up on the couch, especially this time of year? It's late mid-November as I'm recording this. The It's getting dark, like five o'clock in the afternoon. And it's such a time of year to stop. In fact, this whole end of the year, November, December, what a phenomenal time. What a beautiful seasonal opportunity for us to stop. And this and a time for us to reflect, to pray. Praying is talking to God and meditate. Meditation is listening to God. Praying and meditating and not making any big moves in life. If you are contemplating changing jobs, you are contemplating um, moving, you're contemplating breaking up with your boyfriend or your content, whatever it is you are contemplating. Now might be a good time to put a pause on those plans and just realign with God. Stop, let God catch up with you. So if you're wondering, what do I do when I stop? What do I do while I wait for God to catch up to me? Watch some movies. It's literally very, like, it's very literal. Like, do as little as possible. 
spend some time meditating, go to bed early, read a book, self-care, downtime, canceling plans, get eight hours of sleep, have a leisurely Sunday morning where you make breakfast from scratch. Like literally don't accomplish things. Like leave things undone. I mean, like take your trash out and stuff, like do what you got to do, right? But don't accomplish things. Don't pursue goals. Just if you don't know, if you don't feel like you're aligned with God, any pursuit of goals is going to be potentially a waste of time because you don't even know if that's the right goal for you to pursue. So why would you expend the energy doing it? So put those goals on hold and it may feel terrifying. You may burst into tears. You very well may. And it will feel so good. Let me tell you. It's, it's everything you're terrified of. And when you do, oh, you'll feel so good. And just as you're bursting into tears, if that, hap- if that happens to you, it may not happen to you. But if it does, just imagine, visualize your higher power just embracing you. Visualize your higher power just holding you just like you hold a child when they're just crying and crying. We, we adults, we, we want to be held like that too. And we need to be held like that too. But by who? By God and by ourselves. That's the reparenting, right? We are that parent that we're craving. It's us. It's us. So watch some movies. Put the goals on pause. Postpone the plan. Just go to bed early. Burn some candles. Meditate. Read a book for leisure. For leisure. Pour a glass of wine if you drink. Pour a glass of non-alcoholic IPA beer if you're me. And cook a dinner from scratch. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, you got to get back into that. Because the way that you were living, spinning all those plates... It's exhausting you, it's wearing you out, and it's moving you far away from your source. And that's why it feels so icky. (sighs) How do you feel? How are you feeling right now? Have you gotten away from, from God? And not in a, again, do not judge yourself. This is not a shame. This is human nature. You know, why do you think all these religions have come up with all this stuff over all these millennia that for millennia, people have had this problem and you are not unique with it. You are human. So nothing to be ashamed about, nothing to get onto you about, nothing to let me try to do better in the future. Don't try. Stop trying. There you go. Efforting again. Don't try. You're learning. I do this so much less than I used to. I used to live in this state. The first time I I stopped walking and I let God catch up with me, I probably cried for like six months. I'm not even kidding. So you're like, oh God, well, I definitely can't stop now. Um, Give it a try. Give it a try because your only other option is to keep running, which feels miserable. And then when you stop, then you won't cry for six months. You'll cry for like, a year. So you're better off just quitting now. (laughs) You're better off just stopping now. And now I've scared the crap out of you. You're like, well, I definitely can't stop now. All right. It's up to you. And it's all in God's timing. It's all, it's all learning. It's all just learning. Every experience brings us closer to God. Every experience brings us closer to ourselves. 
So don't worry. Everything's unfolding the way it's meant to. I want to leave us with a quote by Thich Nhat Hanh, Buddhist monk and prolific writer. And this came to my mind because we often feel that an exciting life is a happy life. And that's where we get to moving too quickly. That's really a, um, a pitfall. And so this is what Thich Nhat Hanh says. Many people think excitement is happiness, but when you are excited, you're not peaceful. True happiness is based on peace. Leave that for you and me to reflect on as we go our separate ways. So I hope this spoke to you. I hope this resonated with you and uh, as always, find me on Instagram or on TikTok and just comment on any random video if you have uh, any feedback about this episode and literally let me know what you thought. Let me know how this hit you. If you resonate with the uh, getting ahead of God or with the spinning plates or with the juggling or with the foot on the gas, what do you resonate most with? Let me know. I'm on Instagram at Anna E. Wickham. That's Anna E. Wickham and same handle on TikTok. So find me there if you're not already there. And thanks so much for joining me today. And I will talk to you soon. I'm so glad you joined me today. If this episode resonated with you and you'd like to help more people find this content, I would love it if you'd consider leaving a review. Take care always, and I'll see you next time.